Good morning, everybody, our brothers and sisters in Christ, Grope and Church family. It is the first Sunday of the year, 2021, and I'm very excited to come into the Word of God and study God's Word with you this morning. But before that, let's join our hearts together and let's ask very quickly God's blessings as we come into His Word. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that You are our Father, that You are our God. We are thankful for how You graciously revealed Yourself to us through Your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank You, Lord Jesus, for loving us so much that You laid down Your life on Calvary and on the third day You rose again. You defeated sin, death, and hell on our behalf. We thank You for the gift of salvation. We thank You for forgiveness of our sins. We thank You, Lord God, that we are now Your children and that will never change. Holy Spirit, it was you who led us to the truth. It was you who convicted us of our sin. It was you who opened our eyes and our hearts that we realize our need of Jesus Christ. And we praise you for doing that. We want to praise you for your ministry to us. Even at this hour, we ask you, Holy Spirit, to be our teacher. We ask you to give life, light, and liberty. We ask you that you will open our eyes to behold wonderful things in your word. You are the author of the word of God. You are the teacher of the word of God. And would you enable us as well to respond by faith to whatever you will speak to us individually and corporately as a local body. We give you praise and we give you thanks for this hour. In Jesus' name, amen. I saw a poster, a poster that says, Sorry 2020, happy 2021. But perhaps for many of us, it is bitter 2020 and better 2021. Or cursed 2020 and blessed 2021. For others, they say it's poverty 2020 and prosperity 2021. Or to be more practical to some people, especially for this year, it is painful 2020 and joyful 2021. The reality is, life is hard, but in 2020, it became harder. But because it is New Year, many of us are hopeful. Many of us are hoping that things will turn out for the better, that things will change in a good way. Because sometimes it feels like we cannot take it anymore. Many hearts are heavy and hurting, and they could not take any more pain and hurt and hardships. But as we look back to 2020, I really hope we can see that despite of all that had happened, God has been faithful and will remain faithful. And may that encourage us to face the uncertainties of this coming year, of, you know, facing it with confidence, knowing that God is with us. He has given us His promise, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He is our Heavenly Father who is committed to us. He gave us His own word that He will never leave us nor forsake us. And that is what this series, Living in Victory, is all about. You see, sometimes we face challenges and changes we've never had before and it makes us feel so uncomfortable and so uncertain. We encounter problems that are sometimes you know, too overwhelming and too big for us to handle on our own. At times, it overwhelms us 
and we simply don't know what to do and where to go. It is hard to look past and beyond our present circumstance. In every direction we look, all we can see are huge, insurmountable problems and challenges and difficult situations. We see, quote-unquote, giants like Goliath who constantly screams and intimidates us, terrorizes us, threatens us, and belittles us. Worse than that, these giants, when allowed by us, can make us do, make us do two things, at least two things. One, these giants can force us to focus on our own inabilities and inadequacies. So, pirmina lang itong malanto kung unsa takagamay, you know, nga, kung unsa yung mga kulang nato. And secondly, when allowed, these giants in life can make us forget about our Almighty God. Mawala ang atong focus diya sa ginoo. Ang atong focus na na sa itong mga problema, na na sa giant, na na sa higanting problema, na na sa dakong bukid, nga angay na itong tungasun nga na sa itong atubangan. Malimot na ta sa ato ang ginoo. We have real enemies. And they're not always out there, by the way. A lot of times, these real enemies are within us. We are constantly fighting against anxiety, against fear, against confusion, temptation, discouragement, loneliness, guilt, anger, resentment, doubts, jealousy, and the like. And all of these have the ability to incapacitate us and keep us from doing what we should and going where we could. When you allow these things to overwhelm you, it will put its claws on you and control you and incapacitate you. But no matter what we are facing, we have a choice on how we respond or react to the situation. What are our choices? We can either choose to give in and live a life of defeat, or we can choose to look up by faith to God and live in Victory. You see, God promises victory for every child of God. So not a choice. When we are confronted, when we are struggling, when we are being attacked by discouragement, when we are being attacked by any kind of temptation coming from the devil and the world, two choices. Either you give in and you live in defeat, or you look up and you live in victory. In this series, we hope and pray that Almighty God Himself will instruct and inspire us to face our giants and real-life enemies with faith and confidence in Him. That's the burden of this series. And I am sure that all of us desire to experience what Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10, when He said, I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. We want to experience in, you know, in reality what the Word of God says in Romans chapter 8, verse 35 to verse 38. When the Bible says, no, in all these things, what are the, these things? Okay, it's referring to tribulation and distress, persecution and famine and nakedness, danger or sword. The Bible says, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us, through Jesus Christ. And nothing, the Bible says, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so here's the main theme of this entire series. When giants and real life enemies come and attack you, look to God by faith to live for victory. Look to God by faith to live in victory. 
When the enemies of life attack to discourage and destroy you, remember to look up to God with the eyes of faith. Trust in Him completely. Never doubt His love. Never doubt His word and His promises. Only believe and you will rise triumphant and victorious by God's grace and power. Victory. Listen to this. Victory can be a daily experience to every child of God who walks by faith and not by sight. Let me say that again. Victory can be a daily experience for every believer, for every child of God who walks by faith and not by sight. So here's the question for us this morning. Why should we look to God by faith to live in victory? And there are at least three obvious reasons why we must look to God by faith to live in victory. Number one, we must look to God by faith to live in victory because God is our source. God is our source. Listen to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. The Bible says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence. Let me read it in Cebuano. Okay? Uh, somehow, ganan kay kung ubasa sa Cebuano nga version and nga verse. Ang gahom sa Diyos, naghatag ka na to. Sa tanan natong kinahanglanon sa pagkinabuhi nga Dios non pinaagi sa atong pag-ila kaniya nga nagtawag kanato. Gitawag niya kita pinaagi sa iyang kahibulungan nga gahom. Gihatag na sa Ginoo ang tanan natong gikinanglan haron nga kita magkinabuhi nga Dios non Haron kita magkinabuhi nga magmadaugon batok sa sala og mga temptasyon nga mahulog sa pagpakasala. Because God is our source for daily living. This verse that I've read before you informs us that God is the source and has already given us all that we need to live a godly life. In a different setting, Jesus taught this truth to his disciples hours before he died on the cross. In John chapter 15, verse 5, this is what Jesus said I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. But I want us to focus on the relationship that Jesus pictured for us. He is the vine. We are the branches. Now, obviously, the vine is the source of life for the branch. A simple test will prove that very quickly to be true. All that you need to do is cut off a branch and separate it from the vine. And you know what's going to happen? That separated and severed branch will wither away. And dry up. Malaya na siya. Dili na siya makasurvive. In fact, in order to survive and thrive, the branch needs to remain vitally connected to the vine. When connected together, the life of the vine can freely flow to the branch. So in a graphic way, Jesus is telling us, His followers, that apart from Him, we will not survive spiritually. We will in fact dry up and wither away. We must maintain our vital communion, our vital connection, our intimate relationship with Jesus Christ as our vine so that we will not only survive, but we will thrive and bear fruits, spiritually speaking. Jesus is our source for daily practical living. Christ is telling us, apart from God, we will live a defeated life. 
Our real enemies will crush us into pieces. Satan will come with his demons and attack us for he knows that on our own, we are matchless against them. The devil will energize the world so that it will become extremely appealing and attractive to our sinful flesh. And he can tempt us and deceive us to disregard God's word and disobey him. But here's the great truth about every Christian believer that when understood, embraced, and acted upon, it will revolutionize our Christian walk. Listen to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. The Bible says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So natay mga kaaway, no? Ang, ang yawa, ang mga demonyo, ang makasalanon nga kalibutan, they will all work together to appeal to our flesh so that matintal ta, nga i-disregard na itong ginoo o i-disobey na ito ang iyahang mga kasuguan, you know, tempting us to choose to sin against our loving and faithful God. But we don't need to give in to the temptation. We don't need to live in defeat. You know why? Because we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. Si Peter ningon siya nga gihatag na sa Ginoo ang tanan natong gikinanglan so that we can live a godly life. We can live a victorious life. Paul is telling us in Ephesians that God the Father has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus in the heavenly places. What does that mean? First of all, you need to realize that we have received past tense. We have received at the moment of our salvation. From that moment on, we have received all the blessings that God has intended to give to us. We are rich in Christ. We, are, we were, past tense, we were spiritually poor and destitute, but now we are wealthy sons and daughters of God. We are rich in Christ. We have all the riches in Christ. Second, we need to realize that not only are we rich in Christ, but we share a position of authority with Jesus Christ in the heavenly places. Listen to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4. Not to verse 7. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. God made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And listen to verse 6. And raised us up with Him, with Jesus, and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And where is Jesus sitting today? He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. And the right hand of the Father is a position of absolute authority. We share a position of authority with the Lord Jesus Christ. So that verse 7, the Bible says, in the coming age, He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Oh, how kind and gracious for God to do that to us, unworthy, rebellious sinners, saved by His grace, by His power and unmerited favor. Not only were we saved from the flames of hell, now we are seated with Christ in a position of absolute authority. We share that position of authority. Thus, we don't need to walk in defeat because we have authority with Christ. You don't need to give in to the temptation. Yes, temptation, 
sin, the flesh, the world, Satan, the demons, they're all powerful. But remember this. You are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. You are seated in a position of authority. You don't need to bow down to these enemies. You can take your stand. When I'm going on towards the end of his letter in Ephesians. Stand strong in Christ. Put on the full armor of the Lord Jesus Christ. Take your stand. James says, resist the devil and he will flee from thee. That's what the Bible says. You are rich in Christ and you share a position of authority with him. And here's the thought. Our wealth in Christ affects our walk or daily living, which then affects our warfare against our unseen enemies, Satan's sin, and the system of the world. So what's the key? To stay vitally connected to the source by faith and obedience. That's why we look to God by faith to live in victory because God is our source. God is our source for daily living. He is our source of life, of godly life, of victorious life, of fruitful life. He is our source. We must look to God by faith to live in victory because He is our source. Secondly, because God is our strength. Reminds us of Psalm 46. Let me read verse 1 down to verse 3. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Scylla. For us to appreciate the meaning of, and thus, you know, appreciate God's message for us in this psalm, we need to quickly talk about its background. You see, Hezekiah was the 25-year-old king of Judah at that time who, the Bible says, did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight. So, in his time as the king of Judah, he removed the idols and basically, you know, he removed the idolatrous worship. Okay? And he trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel, and he remained faithful to the Lord in everything. And he carefully obeyed all the commands the Lord had given him. And Hezekiah was successful in everything that he did, according to 2 Kings chapter 18, verse 3 to verse 7. That's King Hezekiah. Now, kung ato kag 2 Chronicles chapter 32, we can read about how Zennacherib, king of Assyria, attacked Judah. What Zennacherib did was that he sent threats to Hezekiah and even mocked and scorned the Lord, the God of Israel, through his officials. And this is what they said, what he said. Just as the God's small energy of all the other nations failed to rescue the their people from my power, so the God of Hezekiah will also fail. Verse 17 of 2 Chronicles 32. And his officials shouted, shouted this message in Hebrew language so that ang mga, ang mga Hebrewanon will understand what they were saying and will be terrified. And once they're terrified, it will be easier for them to capture the city. But Hezekiah and Isaiah responded in prayer and they pleaded before the Lord they interceded for God's people. They placed their faith and confidence in the Lord to protect and to preserve them as His own people. With that as the context, mas ma-appreciate na to ang Psalm 46. 
It is a triumphant, victorious psalm about, you know, God's people's confidence and faith, you know, in His power, in His provision, and in His protection. Mona ang Psalm 46. Ang yung background, giataki sila. But instead of giving in, instead of allowing Zinakarev and Assyria to overwhelm them, instead of bowing down in fear and giving up, they responded in prayer. They expressed their faith and confidence that God is their God who will protect them, who will provide for them, and who will preserve them. Thus, ningun sila, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Inaw timan anato ni, inaw ibutang anato ni sa tungunon kasing kasing as we face the uncertainties of 2021. You know, ma-feel pagyapon nato ang effects of COVID-19. I'm sure of that uh, during this year. Dagan ka yung mga questions nga angay pang tubagun. Dagan pa kayitang mga uncertainties nga kinanglang pang i-clarify. But we can face all of these uncertainties with confidence and faith in the God who knows our future. He is our refuge and strength. He is our ever-present help in times of trouble. Therefore, this is verse 2. Let me read it again. We will not fear. Maskig unsa pa'y may tabo, dili mi mahadlok kay ang among Dios nagauban ka na mo. Ang among ginoo magapanilipod ka na mo. Ang among ginoo magauban o mga protektar o mga tagbo sa among mga kinahanglan. Proverbs 18 verse 10, Bible says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs into it and is safe. So when you find yourself in a difficult and dangerous, life-threatening situation, run to God. Take refuge in Him. He is your strength. Our own strength will fail, but with God, we can be more than conquerors. Secondly, hope in the Lord. At to siya ibutang imong paglaom. Ayog laom sa ubang tao. Ayog laom sa imong kagulingon. Ayog laom sa you know sa atong gobyerno. Although we pray for our government, you know that God will give them wisdom. Although we pray for our leaders, put your hope in the Lord, and He will encourage and enable us to face our problems with peace in our hearts, knowing that He is with us. Lastly, again, look to God. Let go and let Him handle your situation. Let Him fight your battles for you. It is when we take our hands off that God will glorify Himself. Psalm 145 and verse 18, The Lord is near to all who call on Him, to all who call on Him in truth. God is our strength. So we must look to God by faith to live in victory because first of all, He is our source and He is our strength. Thirdly, because God is our Savior. Because God is our Savior. God has always presented and revealed Himself as the Savior of His own people. Realize this, that as our Creator who loves us, He saves and rescues His people from difficult earthly situations as discussed in the earlier point of this message, katong point number two. But more importantly, God saves us and rescues us from eternal separation from Him in a place called hell. 
So, ganina na atong emphasize, atong take ang example nilang Hezekiah and the nation, okay? ang Judah, atong panahon na. Gagiataki sila sa ilang mga kaaway, they were overwhelmed, they were greatly un- outnumbered, you know, Assyria was more powerful than them, but instead of bowing down in fear, instead, you know, of allowing their overwhelming presence to press on them, they responded in prayer and trusted God to deliver them. God delivers His own people from difficult earthly situations. But more importantly, He saves us from eternal separation from Him in a place called hell. Realize this. The ultimate victory that we can have, the ultimate victory is victory over sin, death, and hell. And all of that is only possible through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let me show it to you from the Bible. Victory over sin. Read Romans chapter 6, verse 4 to verse 6. Bible says, We were buried therefore with Him by baptism into His death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. Verse 5, For if we have been united with Him in His death like His, we shall certainly be united with Him in a resurrection like His. And we know that our old self was crucified. In other words, namatay na, gilansang na sa cross, with Jesus Christ. Listen to this. In order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. It is to render the power of sin over us. We were set free from the slavery of sin. We were set free from the dominion of sin. We were set free from the power of sin. Not only were we saved from the penalty of sin when Jesus cried out to John chapter 19, it is finished. We're also saved from the power of sin. And eventually, we will be saved from the, pr- from the very presence of sin. So Jesus gives us victory over sin. Kung ikaw, usa ka tao nga, ni dawat na ni Kristo, ni salig ni Kristo, ingon ang Biblia sa atong gibasa ganina, uban ta niya sa iyang kamatayon o paglubong. Uban po ta niya sa iyang pagkabanhaw. He paid the penalty for your sins. He set you free from the power of sin and He will deliver you from the presence of sin in glory. Secondly, victory over death. Again, through Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning in verse 53 down to verse 57. For this perishable body, perishable body, must put on the imperishable and this mortal body will put on immortality. When the perishable puts on imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. And in this particular um, passage, it is victory over death. 
You know why? Because Jesus is life. The Bible says, whoever has the Son has life. You have eternal life. Remember what Jesus said in John chapter 11? Whoever believes in Him, even though He will die, yet shall He live. Why? Because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. If you have Jesus, you will never die. You have victory over death. Another passage, Romans chapter 6, verse 23, we all know this. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. In order to have victory over sin, in order to have victory over death, we must trust in Jesus Christ our Lord. John chapter 5, verse 24, Truly, truly, I say to you, Jesus said, Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, and listen to this, but has passed from death to life. You have overcome death. Now you have life because of Jesus Christ. You want to be saved from the penalty of sin? You want to be set free from the power of sin and from the presence of sin and glory? You want to have victory over death? Trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior. Not only that, He also gives us victory over hell. Hell is real, by the way. Hell is so real that Jesus had to leave His glory in heaven. Come down to earth and take the form of a human being. Live among sinners and die on the cross at the appointed time. Because hell is real. Jesus did all of that. Kaya tinuod ang impyerno. Kung di pa tinuod ang impyerno, di naunta na mo. Anis Jesus, anong kalibutan na. Di naunta siya magpalansang sa cross. Pero kay tinuod ang impyerno, nagpalansang siya. And He has the power to deliver us from hell. Listen to this. John chapter 3, verse 16 to verse 18. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish, talking about going to hell, but have eternal life. Instead, He will go to heaven. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already. Why? Because he has not believed in the name of the Son of God. So, Here's the thought. If you want to be delivered from, the, from sin, if you want to have victory over death, if you want to have victory over hell, then repent from your sin and trust in Jesus Christ alone as your Savior today. Today. He loves you so much that He sacrificed His life to a cruel death on the cross. He's, you know, he, he, he allowed Himself to be buried on a borrowed tomb. And yet on the third day, he had a glorious resurrection from the dead. Jesus has paid in full and forever settled your debt, which is death in hell. And today, you can have victory over sin, you can have victory over death, and victory over hell by making a personal decision, a personal choice to turn away from your sins and your sinful lifestyle and trust in Jesus Christ completely. Trust in Jesus alone as your Savior. My question for you this morning is, will you humbly ask Jesus to save you now? 
So in order for us to face the uncertainties of 2021 with confidence, we must learn to look up to God by faith to live in victory. Temptations will come. The devil will come. The, the demons will come. The world will attack us. They will try to discourage us. They will try to discredit our testimony, destroy us as Christian believers. They will try to, you know, break our unity and bring disunity in the body. They will try to, dis, you know, disillusion us, deceive us so we will disregard God Himself and disobey His Word. And, you know, we would live defeated lives. They will come. But don't worry. You can live in victory. Just look up to God by faith as your source, as your strength, and as your Savior. And He will deliver you. You see, God created us for the purpose of glorifying Him. And your salvation is the, by grace through faith in Jesus Christ is the first step. So be sure you're saved. Be sure you're trusting in Jesus to save you from sin, death, and hell. But after you got saved, you need to begin to learn to look up to God by faith and live in victory. Remember, God is our source. Okay? So daily depend and draw life from Him like a branch depends on the vine. Troubles, testing, and trials will come in the life of every Christian. Satan, sin, and the system of the world will come to attack us. Learn to run and take refuge in God as your strength. Draw strength from Him and let God fight your battles in life. In God, we have victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives in us in the person of the Holy Spirit. Last verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of Him everywhere. Yes. 2021 is filled with many questions yet to be answered and many uncertainties yet to be cleared. But we can look to God who knows and holds our future. As someone nicely puts it, we can trust our known God. Okay? We can trust the God that we know, our known God, for our unknown future. Yes, your future is unknown. But you have a God who knows your future. You have a God. You know a God who holds your future. Look up to Him by faith. Live in victory. For your discussion questions, I'm going to give you three. I'm just going to read it to you. I hope you will ponder upon it and meditate further on the message you've heard. How would you explain what it means to live victoriously by making God your source? I want to ask you a direct question. Is God your source for daily living? Are you daily drawing strength from Him in order for you to live a victorious, fruitful, meaningful, abundant life? Is He your source? Who is your source of inspiration? Who is your source of instruction? Who is your source of direction? Is God your source? Number two, what do you think is God's role as you face difficulties hardships, and trouble? What has God taught you from the difficulties you have experienced in life so far? I know many of you may be young and inexperienced, but I'm sure you have faced and encountered difficulties. What has God taught you? What lessons have you learned so far? 
Number three, and this is very important. How does victory over sin, death, and hell empower you to live for God? In other words, how does your salvation empower you to live for the Lord? Remember, you don't need to live in defeat. You don't need to give in to discouragement. You don't need to give in to worry and anxiety. You don't need to live in fear. You can rise. You can fly. You can live a victorious life. You can learn to look up to God by faith. To live in victory. He is your source. He is your strength. He is your Savior. May the Lord bless you. Blessed 2021 to all of us.